Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. It is time now for the eloquent tones of the arbiters of all truth. Yes, that's right, folks. <laughs> You've tuned in up. to the Smith and Rowland Show. Wow. That is just wow. That, that one there was now, just silky smooth. Wait a minute. I'm I left my arbiter in the truck. I'll go right there and get it because I don't want to miss this. <laughs> I'm fresh. I'm fresh out of arbiter, but I'll find me one. That's right. That's right. Rowan, That's right. Yeah. You got yes. there on the truck pretty early this morning yeah. and you said that I think you hit the interstate 40 and traffic was almost traffic stopped. Was all just got up, there. Yeah. Just got, just had got there. Yeah. I mean, that's oh just, my goodness. that's not, that's not a good sign of things to come. Yeah. Well, see, it's still dark out and you can't even see if we got clear skies, but I tell you yeah. what's the truth. If you could see into the heavenlies, yeah. I think it looked like a thunderstorm's coming. Well, that's exactly Or a tornado right. yeah. or something. That's right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, down in my spiritual bones, I just feel like we got something big coming. We already they have something. big things coming. These big uh, things are happening right in front of us. I was preaching one time on some things about growing up in Christ, spiritual maturity and all that. And I right, drew, right. drew the analogy of when you're a small child, the adults can be sitting around you and they talking about big, huge stuff while we're playing with Legos on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. seems to be where we're at spiritually right now. There's some huge things happening all around us. And a lot of Christians are still playing with spiritual Legos on the floor. Oh my God. They're goodness. not, oh my not goodness. paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. Oh my, I thought we was going to talk about the devil. I didn't know we was going to. I didn't, <laughs> well, didn't leave it to me to gonna... start the ball rolling <laughs> uh, down a, a path that we didn't want to go. Let's well, talk I about mean, all these Christians well, licking do... ice cream cones while everybody else is in famine. I mean, let's just talk right there for a while. <laughs> If it wasn't wow. much truth in it, I'd say amen, but we have to laugh yeah. to keep from crying is what it is <laughs> because we know it's the truth. Jeff, there's some, there's some incredible things happening out here now. And, I preached uh, this past Sunday, Alan, and I don't want to redo the, the message, but I, I did make this statement. It's kind of a big statement. I'm going to stick to it because I, I feel compelled and convinced by the Holy Spirit that a lot of people throw Ezekiel 38 around at a whim. But I do believe and I preach that what we're seeing take place in the Middle East right now is the beginning of the battle of Gog and Magog. I don't yeah, believe yeah, that the yeah. church will see anything else other than this until the rapture takes place. I would preface by that, that we've been seeing the beginning stages of the battle of Gog and Magog ever since 1948 as well. I would say yeah, it that way. Yeah. It's been building in intensity, but this is the first time in my lifetime that all of the main players of Ezekiel 38 and may add that all of the main players, I'm talking about nations, all the right. main players during the time of tribulation are present and accounted for either through people, through proxy or through weapons. They are all present and accounted for yeah. right now yeah. around yeah. the nation of Israel. So. That is what we're seeing, to my opinion. Well, you know, the part that I guess perhaps is hard to understand, you know, in, according to Ezekiel 38, it's God is drawing 
Now, come on with this one. See what yep. your big understanding here yep. is. That, you know, it says that God is drawing them in, Gog and Magog. In yeah, he's to, putting hooks in their jaws, he, yeah. And he's drawing them in to Israel that's being, you know, kind of to restore Israel, so to speak. Yep. And he prophesies, and he Ezekiel prophesies it, that you got Gog, yep. which we yep. know is a ruler, Magog, which is a country, a I guess you would yep. say, a land. A land. So anyway, give me your little bit of a take on that. It's saying that here we're saying that we got terrorists, we got all of these things. And it says here that God draws them in like a hook uh, or with a hook, but it doesn't necessarily say say it's God's hook. But have you got any takes on that? Well, I mean, just my thoughts are during the Obama administration, we had the entrance of Russia into Syria through military means and political means. If you remember during that conflict in Syria, Russia was in support of Assad, the president there, and America was, you know, wanting him to leave. Uh, So there was this entranceway during the Obama administration with Russia into Syria. Mm -hmm. And once Russia got a little foothold in there, they've never left. They're still Mm -hmm. there. Now, here we, this is an amazing turn of events. It's been reported on the news that the weapons, many of the weapons that have been uncovered that Hamas used were Chinese weapons, Russian weapons that was provided for them by Iran. Right. And so you have actually a convergence right around Israel involving war with Israel. You have this convergence of nations. Oddly enough, the ground invasion to this point to the day we're doing this podcast, the ground invasion had not has not taken place yet. That even though Israel's got some covert troops in Gaza, oh, okay, uh, they hadn't gone in the, yet. The, too the much. ground invasion has not. No, it's uh, okay. they are amassing troops along the Gazan border, and okay. they're amassing equipment along the border, but they have not gone oh, okay. in yet. Well, oh. Iran issues a threat that says if, in fact, you invade the Gaza Strip on the ground, then we're going to open up another front through Hezbollah to the north. And so now you've got the players of the nations that uh, and the territories that are talked about in Ezekiel 38, all of the players are there. Oddly enough, Alan, and this seems to be odd to me, everybody's been expecting the ground invasion of Israel for over a week now. We've been expecting them, and, and the news reports is, the ground invasion is imminent. And then various things have delayed that, such as uh-huh. even weather. Israel cited weather as a deterrent on their ground invasion. I don't know what the weather was that would cause them to, to not invade. But nonetheless, there have been natural phenomenons and other factors that have delayed the ground invasion. And it's just, it seems odd to me that it's it's like that there's time being given to gather all of the nations that were prophesied to that point. And most of those nations, maybe to gather them in philosophical means so that they can justify their war effort against Israel. Nonetheless, there is the gathering together of all these nations. So I do believe that we're seeing the battle of Gog and Magog. Now, how long does that take? Only God in heaven knows. And I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But even if Israel goes in, they come back out, and then everything normalizes it back to, to the point of pre this 
horrific massacre that Hamas took place, even if there is a delay in it, doesn't mean that the battle has not begun. It has begun, and it's going to be with us all the way to the rapture of the church. I would challenge people to read Ezekiel 39 and compare that with where things are heading, because that sort of gives us the conclusion of that battle. I think you can also point to, I'm just saying this now, this is food for thought. This is for people that that know their book, know their Bible. But I, I would ask you to compare the ending of Ezekiel 38, the ending of the battle of Gog and Magog with Revelation 6, where the sixth seal is opened, I think there is a correlation there. So uh, I'm saying that I know there's some, even in our eschatological camp, that believes that the battle of Gog and Magog of Ezekiel 38 is the same battle that is at the end of the millennium when Satan is loosed for a season. I would say that the ending of that battle of Gog and Magog in Revelation is a different ending than the battle of Gog and Magog that Ezekiel had vision of. And because right. of that, we might need to place that battle at, at where it is right now. And that's mm-hmm. what I do. So, Well, an interesting thing about this Ezekiel 38 also, Jeff, is the Gog, land of Magog. It appears that this was not an enemy of Israel historically, but that they come in and then start dragging in the old enemies right, right. Uh, with them as exactly. they come. Exactly. And I, I think exactly. that's a very interesting thing to keep <clears throat> in mind exactly because right. with Russia and China, they're big. And it gives yeah. us this idea that they're so huge of entities or countries, if you will, that as they're pulled in towards Israel, that they will drag these other countries in with them. And so it's not surprisingly to us that you're going to probably see some of these weapons that are being used by Hamas, Hezbollah, that they are from China and they are from uh, Russia. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I got just a little, li- I heard a little bit of that two days ago, Jeff, on a report out of Israel that that was so, but I've just yeah. heard that one time that they're already finding. Well, what we, what we've got to understand that Russia and China, it's like they're a big scrape blade or something. If you will, they're so yeah. big that they'll draw these other countries in. And the truth is they're behind them all the time. But for some reason, it's almost like God's setting up a, they're being drawn in and they're thinking they're doing something, but it's almost like God saying, okay, guys, y'all want to do this thing. We're going to do it. Yeah, that's right. uh, It's God drawing them in. And furthermore, you know, Alan, they had the agreement that was to take place, I think last week between Israel and Saudi Arabia. And that got pushed aside because of this war. Now, China has slipped in and brokered an agreement between Saudi Arabia and Iran to strengthen their league. Well, that involves China both politically and China's involved militarily because their weapons are ending up there. Russia, Uh these nations are involved whether they want to be or not. That's the point. God has put hooks in their jaws. He's drawing them there whether they want to be there or not. Well, I think, don't you think, though, that they're, pride and their thirst for control, their thirst just to control mankind, which we, you and I know comes from the dark side. But don't you think that that hook, I guess you could say, I'm wondering if the draw, Jeff, this is just me, anything, I think the draw, God says, okay, y'all want to do, God's always taken a few people to have a huge battle. 
So here yeah, we got right. Israel. That's just a little old dot on your globe, on your map, if yeah, you look at it. Right. And I think the Gaza, I was, I heard, if it's correct, who knows, but it was two miles by 14 miles. Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Surely it's, it's bigger on, than that, isn't it? There, well, maybe well, that was yeah. just a city, maybe. That's, maybe that's, that, I think that's northern uh, Gaza, I think. I think the whole okay. strip runs like 21 miles, I, I, if I'm not be. mistaken. Here's what I wonder. Israel's so small. I'm convinced, based off of uh, Ezekiel 38 and 30, I'm nine, I'm convinced that what's drawing the enemy in is the promises, the statements, the people of God. In other words, that's the hook. That's the draw, that they yep. so want to destroy God that it draws them in, if you will. That's the hook. Yep. That's the draw that the dark side thinks that it takes numbers to destroy God's word. And yep. that's the big strategy, I think, that the dark side uses. They think that numbers is what it takes. For some reason, God's not that interested in numbers. You can, not at all. In old, not at old all. Testament, and, and, Old Testament, you can bring him an army, and he says, no, it's too many. Yeah, that's you know, right. I just want 300. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. all I want. I just uh, want 300. So we know yeah. that that's and, the and way you know, God Alan, thinks. Uh, absolutely. And just consider this. Everybody talks about how small Israel is, and I and it is. Some have, it's about the size of the state of Georgia, pretty close to the size of the state of Connecticut. And here you've got this small country. But can I tell you that the fact that it is so small will be a military advantage for them. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. that needs to be pointed out. Some of these huge nations, they can't even get their forces in there because it is so small. Yeah. So yeah. this is going to be a piecemeal battle from these nations. And Israel is prepared for that without any doubt, not because they have such strong military, which they do, but God's going to fight this war for the most part. Yeah, this war yeah, was ordained yeah. and designed and destined and prophesied by the prophets, and it's ordained and destined by God to take place for such well, a time I'm, as this. I would also yeah. say that a lot of this, Alan, you talking about God putting hooks in their jaws and bringing them. Part of the reason we have to ask ourselves this, why are people so hungry to do away with anything that has to do with God on the earth? It's because of the philosophical ideology that they hold, both mm -hmm. politically and in their lifestyle. So yeah. they want to do away with God. It is their own philosophy that's drawing them to this battle. Uh -huh. It's their own ideology that's drawing them to this battle. The and terrorists the that, are, that are fighting are fighting for their own ideology. You're not going to have a political end to this battle because it is all ideological it's based yeah, off yeah. of their faith and what they really hope to see in their own life that's what this war is about well the very fact it's a uh, how can i say it it's uh they it's like they say we're atheist or we don't believe in jehovah god yeah and he's not real it's not so god doesn't have a people so therefore we don't believe in this god but the problem is they feel like they got to go kill him so they can take yeah. over. Yeah. I don't, it's, right it's right so now. crazy. Yeah, yeah it's so that's crazy. Right. That's right. And, yeah. and, and, then, and then you have a group with Israel. And Jeff, here, here I'm going to 
maybe say something here that's not going people aren't going to like but i want them to consider it one of the problems with the palestinians hamas hamas is saying that they are allah's people they're god's people yeah and they are the militant fighters for what they're believing in and then yeah. you've got the jews uh, we got jerusalem and they're saying no we're god's people And uh, we have Jehovah God. And my problem here is if you've got this, you and I believe, Jeff, the Jews are God's chosen people as a nation on the earth. Yes, and so. that that was God's business, and and he yes. he did that thing. If you have have them as God's people, and they're the chosen people of God, how can our one of our problems is that the church with replacement theology has saying no. The church has replaced Israel. Yeah. So that's as bad. I'm sorry. Maybe not quite as bad, but that teeters on the edge of being as bad as Hamas saying that the Jews are not God's people. Now the church is saying, no, the Jews aren't. Not not everybody in the church, not even everybody in replacement theology, but replacement theology lends a belief system that the Jews aren't God's people no more. The replacement theology, so, in fact, so, is calling God a liar. And well, that's just there. You go. I mean, there you it's go. Calling but, God a liar. Yeah. But do you see what I'm saying? I mean, I see replacement exactly theology saying. does away with the nation Israel. It absolutely. They're, they're does. saying they're saying, well, it's irrelevant now. Yeah. And of course, they also cite uh, Hebrews 11. It says that they're blinded now. The apostle, you know, the uh, yeah. it said, and yeah. so that they're blinded in part. So anyway, so the blindness of, of Israel is blindness. It doesn't say that he did away with them. But, but, right. but anyway, for another day and another conversation. And all of, this, all of this is designed at the end of this awful time of Jacob's trouble. At the end of this, it is designed for the, the salvation of Israel and the restoration of Israel back to their earthly promise. But we need to know, we need to really consider this. There is a Jerusalem lies at the very forefront of the conflict as far as the land is concerned. The uh-huh. Muslims uh-huh. claim Jerusalem as their capital. Israel claims Jerusalem as their capital. Yeah. And that in itself gives us pause for this conflict. But the problem is, as God has set aside Jerusalem to be the capital of the world, not just Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you can't, and to me, the replacement theology is a huge problem. In other words, we're against Hamas trying to do away with Israel, but I'm like, okay, I get that. But the church is, do we not need to check our, our files here and our, yeah, what right. we're saying to, to yes. believe that? And, and I just, it just came to me. Did I say Hebrews 11? I meant Romans 11. It just hit yeah, my brain. I yeah, think I yeah, misquoted yeah, that. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Romans 11. So to me, it's just as it kills the gospel yes, to make yes. that little hiccup yeah. in, in, yeah. in understanding your Bible. Because yeah. what it says was, it even kind of rebukes us, you know, to say God's not cast away his people. It right, says, matter of fact, right. it says God forbid. That's for right. I uh, also right. am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham and a Benjamin. That's right. Says. And, That's right. Uh, he said, God hath not cast away his people. <laughs> right. They're blinded. He hasn't cast them away. He's blinding them. It says, and a matter of fact, he says that also there's continual intercession going on. So my point is, I, I just like to throw this in there. I think one of the major 
problems with the church today. And of course, that came out of Catholicism and all that, that the church major replacement theology come out of Catholicism. But I'm finding, Jeff, and you and I both are finding that people with that mindset are now turning in their eschatology or their end time understanding are now wanting to throw in dispensationalism. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So so we've got, we got replacement theology, but yet when it comes in times, then they want to go with the dispensational. They want to go, yeah. Rightly rightly dividing the world, word to understand. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, I mean, I appreciate it. Now, what people need to understand also is dispensational understanding for a Bible study includes People who we understand um, with replacement theology, Jeff, we discussed discussed it many times. We understand where they're coming from. We just uh, need people to understand that we do not believe the Bible says that Israel's been replaced by the church. We think that the church. That's exactly right. And I see where they get it, but they're making an application that's not necessary. It's it's really not necessary. Right. For 1947 years, it becomes plain to me why you would believe that the church has replaced Israel. But from right. 1948 on, we you have just, a different understanding. Up. Yeah, because God gathered them back in the land and yeah. we begin to see the prophetic time clock click again. And now we know that there has to be two programs up and running at the same time. God's program for Israel, God's program for the church. And he has blessed us to live at such a time as this to where we can be Hopefully, I've been praying this way that the Lord would let me be part of the welcoming committee to, to welcome him back in the middle of the air. So this is a <laughs> it's a good time, but you really have a hard time reconciling your, your theological belief if you believe the church has replaced Israel with yeah, yeah. your condemnation of those that's trying to destroy Israel. Because exactly, in a spiritual yeah. sense, you're doing the same thing. Well, you see, you have the churches split. Some endorse Israel and some in the church don't, Jeff. I'm talking yes, about the I Christian church. Absolutely. Some people don't. They think yeah. that they're against. I mean, that's what Hitler used. He used right. replacement theology yes, when he, he had the Jews killed at the Holocaust. That's I'll go exactly. ahead and say it. Now, now exactly. listen, I kind of divide humanity's, the timeline of humanity <laughs> in, in three places. And free, I don't want to get off our topic here, but free Abraham, yeah. God dealt with the world. He talked specifically to individuals. He talked to Noah. So God talked to individuals pre-Abraham. Then God, for some reason, kind of changed up what he was doing. Didn't change it up. He added to what he was doing. Said, hey, I'm going to, there's a guy down here named Abram. I'm going to grab him. And I think I'm going to use him and his family that I'm going to pour out my truth to and let them spread it to the world. So and they will bless so, every nation and they'll bless, yes. they'll bless every nation. So plant yeah. number one, I'm going to call pre Abraham. Number yeah. two, I'm going to call the time of Abraham, the God's chosen people. Okay. God's mm-hmm. chosen people until the disbursement of God's people in Acts, mm-hmm. you know, when Titus came through in 70 AD. Yeah. So right. I'm going to call that two from Abraham yeah. until 78 AD. I'm going to call that number two. Now me and you are finding ourselves living in a time. It's been called a mystery for 2,000 yep. years now. It's called a secret right. in Ephesians yep. 3. That's called the church. That's right. So this time of the church, I'm going to call number three. Now, listen to me. Number one does not include two and three. That's right. <laughs> but three does include one and two. One and two. That's exactly Because it takes one and two to make a three. 
That's so exactly That's the reason right. we're saying in dispensational understanding of the scriptures, we're in three, and three includes everybody else. Yes, sir. You see, yeah, it doesn't do right. away with it. It that's includes right. it. That's but exactly if you're just right. coming from the standpoint of a two, you're not going yeah. to include three because it hadn't that's happened right. to you yet. You don't have the that's right. That's <laughs> right. So I'm trying to say that in light of that, that's what you and I do. We see yeah. ourselves as a three. And that, in this day and time, Jeff, our understanding of the scriptures, the way we see them, was taught to the church, and the church flourished. Church flourished in America. You know as well as I do, people, I guess, tend to mark you and I about the Scofield Reference Bible, and we both use one. Uh, yep. We use other We use other translations, too. It's not like we don't, because there again, we use a lot of different Bible study tools. But my point is, the church flourished when it rightly understood the scriptures. Yes. Now, the main thing today is evangelism. You yep. get the saved, you get the lost saved. Yes. And when you get in all this other stuff and the church flourished, totally flourished yep. when it kept that the main thing. Now, yep. today we have this thing in the church that's, that's saying, no, the church replaces Israel. Mm -hmm. But to me, that is just, you're doing away with number two. You, you Absolutely can't, no, you, you no, are. No, 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 no. You got to have a one and two to make a three. Uh, that's right. You don't have a three without two. You don't have that's a three right. without two. You can't that's exactly that. right. No, there had to and be God, a two and, so that Jesus and, would come. And God doesn't make something that he, everything that God's made on this earth has an element of falling. And yeah. so therefore God is in, he's in the business of redeeming everybody. Uh, people might not believe this, but I, I mean, I believe God wants to redeem anybody over there in the East, Middle East. I don't care if you're a mother, because we know we're getting testimonies now, Jeff, of angels. I mean, people maybe have problems with it, with this, but there's a huge movement going on in the Middle East over there now where they're seeing this man in white yeah. coming to people. And now it was in dreams. Now there is, I've got several testimonies where it came to a group of people. They can't tell if it, they think it's an angel and it gives them the yeah. gospel of Jesus and they wow. receive is, so we got this supernatural, we got this natural thing happening on the earth in the Middle East, yeah. But we've also got this supernatural element breaking in in these tremendously, we do have a war going on. But we yeah. also got, the main thing is we got a spiritual war going on. And I'm just telling you that God is for us. He's not against us. That's He's right. for Israel. And it's yes. very, I think it's kind of important that we have our biblical understanding to run with the scriptures. I mean, I don't know what people, you know, a lot of people believe that the book of Revelation, it's all happened in 90 AD. Some people yeah. believe that. A lot of people believe that the yeah. book of Revelation's already happened. My problem is, if it's already happened, why is it now just happening? That's right. That You can't and, have it, it both ways. You can't have it both I, ways, people. No. No, if you see it, if it's already been fulfilled, why are people pointing to it? The same people that say it's been fulfilled, they're pointing to it to preach from it today to say as it's if it's being fulfilled. Now, I'm, I'm sorry. You can't do that. I'm sorry. That don't work. That, that, that just does well, not work. It, that don't work. No, no, God, no, it don't work. Now, I understand them saying it. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I totally get that and I'm, my hat's off to them, but I, we have to say Jeff Rowland and Alan Smith, our three includes one and two. We include, yes, it does. if you believe in replacement theology, we still include you. Yeah, we because you're part you of the family. Go, if you've been saved, you just need to get you just, thinking right. You just need to get you thinking right. That's all. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> not a big deal. That ain't a big deal. I, you just no. think, and, and listen, and, 
I'll sit down at the table with you and eat supper and worship with you because you're my brother. You're my sister in Christ. That's right. And I'll even give you, I'll even give you a platform to say what you believe. As long as you'll give me a platform to say what I believe. Don't (laughs) discount me. I'm over here. I'm waving my hand. Got my hand up. I'll see you. You got your hand up. I mean, come on. But anyway, we need to keep all of this, I think, in mind. And Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, Russia. China, but let's be careful in where this same spirit has invaded our rank, our own personal ranks. Yes, buddy. Absolutely. And you and I are of the persuasion that a replacement type theology is actually doing that. And everybody always cites where it's said uh, that we have been grafted in to the promises of Abraham. We get that because three includes one that's and right. two. That's right. <laughs> we totally agree with exactly all that. Right. That's totally right. agree. Totally yeah. agree with all that. And so, and we totally agree with the reformed camp. You're the doctrine and the reformed. But if you're on your way to Charlotte, Jeff, and you mm-hmm. stop at Mooresville to get gas, mm-hmm. you can't, you haven't arrived to Charlotte. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's so, exactly But I right. mean, a lot of people stop on certain scriptures and say, I'm here. No, that scripture was getting you to where you're going. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Don't stop there. You're passing through there. there. Don't stop there. Get to the destination. Get to the destination. That's right. And just because you're on Route 16 and I'm on 77, all it means is I'm going to get there quicker than you. That's all. (laughs) I guess that's That's all all it means. So that's the reason we say we see where people are. We agree even. But come on, let's let's keep going to the the destination here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, That's listen, Jeff, we'll pick up again here tomorrow if you're good with it. Sounds and good. Yeah, boy. I yeah, got boy. off onto another little bit of a track there. Got my goozle. So, but let's pick up that. We got this war to deal with and, uh, yeah. Let's just yeah. keep bringing our, what it appears to us that we yeah, can boy. bring some yeah, biblical boy. understanding of what's Ab- happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, buddy. Right. Well, Sounds be careful. Good, Talk All to right. you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith and Rowan show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollinshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.